Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flush, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flush. Hey there. And we just wrapped up our final game of the season against the Minnesota Vikings. We sure did. And um, yeah, can we wrapped up? I mean, it was kind of like wrapped up in a garbage bag. Um, let's be honest. Is that not the most disappointing? And, and I'm being dead serious when I say this. That could have been the most disappointing game of the entire season. Oh, absolutely. Listen, the reason it was so disappointing is when you can't score a, well, we scored a touchdown. One offensive one, touchdown. One offensive touchdown, not no thanks to passing, but through the run. Um, it was just against a second team, no, second let's, string. I was just going to say, let's talk about that, though. The second string, entire second, second string. string. We're not talking about like, one or two players. No, right. we're talking about entire second string versus our first team. Yep. I don't know what to say. Like, there's there's moments of silence here because it was baffling. We have the worst quarterback in the league. Our our offense was just not there. We I do you think we have the worst quarterback in the league? Oh yeah, statistically, and there's you can't. You, I, mean, you, you, I mean, we've got we've got two backups that are better statistically than our starting quarterback. What does that tell you? I, I I don't know where else to start other than the defense played fine. I mean, they look like they weren't really trying either, which is, I don't know what to say about that. Come on, they mailed it in. The defense looked okay, but pretty much the whole team was mailing it in on the last game. But I mean, we let's get, just well, it. but the, 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 here's my problem, okay? Here's my problem with everything that's happening. I hope they did not open up Club Dub. I did not see anything about Club Dub. You can't be respectful of Club Dub after that. I mean, that whole game was an embarrassment. Was We barely won against the second string of the Vikings. Barely. Barely won one offensive touchdown. You can't have that. And I don't want to see Club Dub open. I don't want to see us celebrating an 8-8 eight and eight season. I get the positivity train. I really do. And I understand how that can ride you. What I don't understand and what I don't want to see, okay, is players coming out and bullshitting us. The stuff they're saying about Trubisky, love is resilience. Love is resilience. Resilient against what? He hasn't done shit. He's done the same thing over and over and over again. And the play calling was not on Nagy this game. There are people downfield. His confidence is completely shot in himself. He has no confidence. And he was checked down, Charlie. He was, I don't want to take a risk. Against the second string with the season not on the line. Nothing to lose. Everything to prove. And he crumbled against a second string. He might as well have crumbled in a preseason game because that's all that was. That's exactly what it was. And listen, for those who didn't watch the game, let me describe something to you. Mitch was as consistently inconsistent in his accuracy as he's been all year, and that's against the second string. He consistently overthrew most everyone and when he wasn't overthrowing people, he was throwing ahead of them or throwing behind them. And I want to tell you, it was one of the worst performances I have seen in a live NFL game in quite some time. Well, and if you didn't see the game, just think of someone struggling in preseason when it's been the entire season. There is no more. If we do not move on... <sighs> Something's got to change now. The inevitable has hit. What you saw was the entire season wrapped up. Something's ha something has well, to change. And that's what I want to talk about here because this is you've hit the core of the issue and that is you any any person with any football skills, anyone who's not blind can see that we are in big trouble as a as an offensive unit. 
we are in big trouble. We Man. can't we can't really run the ball. Montgomery cannot run the ball. Oh with this gosh, I, he can't. He can't. Um, Why was he even running? I I, I don't know. But when you saw Patter- when you saw Cordell get the yep. ball, what did you see? You saw you saw some really nice games until he went out with a concussion. But then again, Cohen gets the ball. Yep. He starts running some good ones. We force Montgomery. Montgomery is not a good running back, in my opinion. I think what we lost in Howard, we do not have in him. By the way, how many balls did a tight end catch the other day? Well, we don't have one. Uh-huh. We've said this, though. We don't have one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say aha, uh-huh, but it's like, okay, but we, we don't have one. It's not like we have one they, who's not getting it done. We don't have a lot of pieces on this offense. It starts with quarterback. It goes to tight end. Well, I think we could get some help on the receiver, but not even that. Let's back that one up and go to offensive line. There are pieces missing that are key pieces, and we are being exposed, and the tight end is second to that quarterback position, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I agree. But we, I think we're on the same page in terms of this is, though Mitch is the center of our problems, there are a lot of other pieces that need to be addressed. But just because you lose a tight end does not mean you should lose the identity of your offense, and that's scary. Yeah. Now, I get it. Does the tight end help? Yeah, look at San Francisco. When Kittle goes down, you don't have that kind of play calling. But to me, that means you are weak. Okay? That, that, had, that should not be all on a tight end. A tight end should not be that big of an offense. Okay? When Gronk went down, they still won games. Patriots do the Patriot things. Okay? What is happening in Chicago is so far and few between of just being a player too off. We are now looking at management as a whole, which we have been talking about. We are now looking and questioning the head coach because I don't want a head coach who can't make coaching decisions. If a player can't play, he needs to be pulled. If you go on offense, right? If you if you're on defense, dad, and your corner keeps getting burnt all game or your safety and he gets burned for two giant plays, you probably pull him that game. So why do we give all this leniency towards the quarterback? Because to me, that doesn't make any sense. He struggled against the the second string. He struggled all year. He's continued to struggle. There were people downfield. And when he, he took a shot, he was so far off. There was people wide open. He, again, continually is not on the same page with Allen Robinson. Continually. Robinson's clapping for the damn ball. On comeback routes and stuff, he is not getting an out on time, which leads me back to we knew what Mitch was. Now I'm pissed at Nagy again. Yank his ass. I don't care about this confidence thing. I don't care about it. He can't play. Like I said, he might be a good person, but this is a business. Okay, and in a business, if someone is losing you money, then you get rid of that person. I don't care how nice he is. Maybe you find him a different position. And if he doesn't want to be the backup, then he can go try to be the backup somewhere else. I don't care. Get him the hell out of Chicago. So this this brings us tied to this this crux of our discussion. And that is, do we really... Do you, not we, do you really think in your heart that there is going to be a change this year? No, no, I don't. But I'm saying, like, uh, he needs, there needs to be a change. (sighs) Yeah, I, 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 okay, let me start over. Do I think there's going to be a change? No, but there should be, shouldn't there? Yes, like, how are we all seeing this? How is uh, we cannot be the only people frustrated but in all this? We're not. We're not. I think there are lots of bear friends that are frustrated. Here's the deal. And you Phone and lines I, are and, open. And you and I, yes, you and I talked about this, right? We don't want to see Nagy go. I do. I'm okay. Now as I'm, I'm going to. As of I'm yesterday, gonna, we were talking about it. 
I know we weren't. We did not talk about it that much yesterday. I thought about it. I kind of want him gone now. Really? He doesn't have a spine. So he, we're just going to leave in players who can't play, who continually do bad? He should have been pulled that game. Nagy goes out there instead and does the coward way of where he just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball in the second half. That's all he did was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. You can't... You know you don't have a quarterback, so make a statement. It doesn't matter if the backup is no good, okay? How does Baltimore go out and put their backups in and still beat the Steelers? Because they have at least a competent quarterback in RG3. He might not be the shiniest tool in the shed, but he's a tool that works better than the tool we got. <laughs> well, I really like the way you put that. So, given given that we've got a tool for a quarterback, <coughs> I, I, I guess here's the deal. My best scenario that I could see all of this is ideally we replace Trubisky with someone else. I don't think that's going to happen. But at the very minimum, we've got to bring in some competition. I do want to see Nagy staying because I think Nagy with a new quarterback, then we could see. But a part of being a job is to pull your quarterback, to have the cojones, to do what other people won't do, even if it gets you fired. Look at, um, what's his name? Oh, I can't even remember. Why can't I remember his name? Who was the, uh, help me out here, sorry. So, Who was the head coach in New York, the Giants? He pulls Eli, he gets canned, and then Shermer doesn't pull Eli, and now Shermer's gone. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I, I McAdoo, Ben McAdoo. McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, that's I knew it would come to me. So McAdoo does the right thing. He gets canned. Nagy has lost his identity. That whole BU thing that he has posted on his play calling is not it. We don't go for it on fourth downs any, anymore when we're out of the playoffs. Have some fun. He wants to talk about being positive? Then quit running your ship like your panties are in a wad. Okay? Quit running your ship like your jeans are on too tight and you're sweating it out in the boss because you think you're going to get fired. Start having fun. It's only a game at that point. And what happens if you lose, Nagy? Oh, you go up higher. No, you don't in the draft. Actually, you don't because Pace's dumbass has traded away all your first-round picks. So, see, my biggest fear from yesterday <laughs> is we finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Were we just and trying Pace, to help the Raiders? Well, yeah, we might have been. Or whoever the hell who, has. Who knows who has our first picks now? I don't know. I don't know. But the fact that we went 500 and, quote, didn't have a losing season means to me that it would be very easy for the status quo, how things are now to move forward. Because after all, it wasn't a losing season. It was just a 500 season. A 500 season is a losing season to me. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, if you're looking for justification to keep the status quo, that would be way, the way Pace would might be able to say, hey, listen, you know what? We've got a young quarterback. We got a 500 season. <coughs> We, we really have never had a losing season under him, and we're just going to keep the status quo. Put our faith in the ship. We believe it's on the right course. Just needs some adjustment. Okay, but can we talk now about how I think it's going to get worse? Yeah, go for it. I, and you know what? I don't care. I've, we've tried to have upbeat conversations and stuff in the past, and after losses and saying we know what it is, we know, you know, we've said that. We've kind of repeated ourselves in a way because maybe that's us trying to fool us. But fuck, this ship is sunk. And, I, and I'm tired of it. Uh, I, let's take the Cowboys, for instance. And I would love, I, I, I'm just workshopping this on air right now. I would love to go through, and I don't even care if you're Bears fans anymore. I would like to do a show at the end of the year where we talk to other people with other franchises that are sinking, like Cowboys fans, you know, like people like that to get their perspective of where they're at compared to where we're at. Because honestly, I don't think we're that far from them. 
No, I I would agree. I mean, talk to some Jaguars fans. Talk exactly. With, talk with some uh, Bucks fans. What maybe. about the Browns fans? The Browns, yeah. Talk about high expectations at the beginning of the year. They had those people winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, they had us too, and we only game what we only beat them by two games. Right. Right. So the Dolphins had a better season, in my opinion, than the Bears. They had a great last game against the Pats. Too bad, Pats. So that that's kind of where I am. But the whole part where I'm going with the ship is sunk is the simple fact that you have to bring in competition. You have to pull the trigger. Something has to be done. We don't have the picks because you banked it on the wrong horse. Upper management needs to do something. And also, besides upper management, if you think for a second, and the reason I brought up the Cowboys earlier, they were one of the only teams that played us wrong. It's like they did not study film, and we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Every other team is spying us. They're covering the spy. They're switching the spies on and off. The damn secondary of the Minnesota Vikings said, hey, Mitch, this is how you play Mitch. Make Mitch throw the ball. Make Mitch try to make a pass more than 10 yards downfield because Mitch can't. The Redskins almost did it to us. They just didn't have the talent. All year long, our divisional opponents have caught on. They said this man is not dynamic, and you know what? That also, also up to up until the last game, they also realized Mitch wasn't running as much. Correct, which, which he did not do at all. By the way, in the last game, uh, yesterday's game, no, he did not. So, so. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I I think it's time for change. I. Ty, I'm just sitting here th- hoping that change occurs, um, but I just don't have a great belief that change is going to occur. And maybe maybe there are other Bears fans that feel entirely differently. Yeah, I, I know. I, it's crazy. Speaking of crazy, sorry, I got a game on in the background. I got the over on the Louisville-Mississippi State game. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to cheer myself up in some other way. Don't pay attention to that man behind the curtain. I won't. All right. And he's there. And yeah. All right. So here's what I'm trying to get to. I don't know if any, I don't think anything's going to change for us. Do you? No, I, that's the sad part is I want it to change. I, I just don't see our franchise getting the Kones to really do anything with uh, obviously for me, you know where I stand. I, I want to see pace fired and I want to see Nagy given another year. And I want to see some quarterback competition. I do too. I want to see all that. And I don't know if we will, hopefully we do, but quarterback competition is a must. Someone has to come in and do something, right? Yeah. And it can't be Mike Glennon. We know what he can do for our team. No, but I'm being dead serious. Like, you look around the league. Um, uh, Derek so, Carr might be out of a job. Mariota's out of a job. They say Cam Newton is interested in the Bears. Who knows? No, they're not going to get rid of him. They might. I don't know what they're going to do with that franchise. But there's there's a lot of other people, too, um, that, are, that are out there that are, that are, you know, on the bench or whatnot. Like, not even in... Like Minshew, like yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I'm trying to rattle yeah. off. Yeah, right now we're rattling off good people. I would dare to say that I would take Jameis Winston. At least he gives us a shot. At least with our defense, he would at least chuck it. Oh yeah, we we would have a lot more exciting games. I guarantee you, Air Winston would have the ball up, up and away constantly. Yeah, he. I mean, he had what thirty and thirty this year. Yeah. He yeah. had a perfect walk-off. Yeah. Pick six, walked yeah. it off. I mean, he's a gunslinger. I don't think he's an answer. I don't think at all. But I think with our withering defense, and we haven't even talked about salary cap. But if you, ha- if you have a guy scoring 30, can your defense not keep you in the game a whole lot longer? 
Yeah, I think so. I we haven't even talked about it, but like the salary cap, what are we going to do? We have some big names coming up. Our we, defense ain't going to hold much longer, yeah, guys. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, is is Floyd up this year, or did they they give I him? An, I can't remember can't right remember now either. But but Floyd has got to be a guy that they've got to be looking at in terms of either he's got to improve or we've got to get him some help or we've got to do something else with him, move him to a different spot. But he is not playing at the level at, at where we drafted him. No, not at all. And Khalil needs help. Khalil is great, but he is getting double and triple team, <laughs> and he has to have some help. So defensive end, really critical. Or, is that, we, or, we, or we must have someone else on the team that is going to take over. And Tyler is we going crazy because he just hit the over. Hit the over. Sorry. I can't even get over it. There's no way. <laughs> we needed five points. We just hit the over on a touchdown with like 40 seconds left in the game. This podcast <laughs> might get more upbeat now. Oh, I told you I had a feeling about that, Tim. <laughs> All right. Back. And we're back. And just like a Zoloft commercial, back to the depression. So, <laughs> what, what, are they, what are these refs talking about here? Uh, don't worry about it. Don't uh, worry about it. I am a little worried there's a flag on the point. Here, take a Zoloft. You'll be okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness Hold on. Gracious. I know. This is, this, just, this is just Oh, it's unsportsmanlike conduct on the offense. It's okay. All right. 15 yard penalty. We don't need the field goal. No, no. So, uh, anyhow, do you think defense is a big problem? I think, or more offensive side of the oh, ball? It's, it's are, definitely more offensive. Or are, are, are we at a mix? We, there is a, there is a bit of a mix, but if, if you were going to make me call it, I would say 75% of our issues are in the offense. 25% of our issues are in the defense. I'm just I'm just saying right now in terms of the changes that have to be made that's that's where I would put my energy in in terms of either new draft picks or or or, or trading from getting trades from other teams we I have, would put 75% of my effort on our offense and the other 25 on the defense. We have to we have to chill on the trading of the draft picks. I think. I mean Khalil was good. Trubisky was a disaster. Um, we need to go find someone. Like we we listed off people. There needs to be. There has to be competition. I think you say bye bye to Chase. We do have a second round pick, right? Yeah, but first round's gone. First, again. Yeah, first round's gone. But if we really wanted to get a quarterback in the second round, you could find a decent quarterback in the second round. Oh, you can find gems, but I'm saying. Will we? One, because we can't find one. We missed. God damn, man. We go over this every time. We miss Watson. We miss Jackson. We miss Mahomes. Yeah. Any three of those I would have been happy with other than Trubisky. I know. we. You know, for, for us Bear fans, I mean, Sid Luckman was really our last great quarterback. Um, Let's talk about the stat that I hit with. Yeah. Well, I should have opened with this. Oh, man. This stat just really... It'll blow your mind. It's, so, since Carson Wentz hit 4,000 yards in a season with the Eagles yesterday, the Bears are officially the only franchise in NFL history to never have a single season 4,000-yard passer. That is enough to make me sick. We are also one of the first original teams in the NFL. We have so many years of choosing poor quarterbacks or underperforming quarterbacks. It's absolutely pathetic. And you're looking for Where's something. Marshall? Yeah, back he's, he's okay, back there. Sorry, I, I, was, uh, I was like, oh, God, I think I left the dog out. I got all worked up about the podcast. Anyhow, who let the dogs out? Oof, oof. It's who, who, but... <laughs> Well, okay. I tried, man. I tried. It was bad. This podcast has been off the rails. I it know, it, it doesn't even it, matter. because It like, has been so, because we've been off the rails. Well, it's so, the final season. Like yeah. I said, we're, we're going to do a wrap-up show and take calls and stuff. And yeah. I'm taking calls now if yeah, anyone wants yeah. to. If what, anyone I wants mean, to be 
you know, I just would you? Okay, let me ask you this. So wait a second. Wait a second. For for anyone who calls in next, we have a free Zoloft for them. No, we don't. That we no, we do not. That that is illegal. We cannot do that legally. I don't know why you would put us in this position. It was funny, but we cannot do that. All right. We need a disclaimer now. But anyhow, uh, would you be mad if Nagy went? Yes. I think he's a decent coach. I think he's got some I don't know if some, he is. some real talent. I'm very concerned about him being too positive and not pulling players. I'm very concerned about him not going for it on fourth down anymore. I'm just concerned all the way around. I yeah. so I don't I don't I I don't know, man. I don't I, I want him to stay. I'm on the record. I want him to stay. I ideal what's your ideal situation for Nagy staying? Nagy stays. We get much more quarterback competition. And in addition to that, we get the, the pieces that I've talked about put in place. Nightmare scenario. Things remain exactly the way they are into next year. How long before fans turn? Because we're already hearing Boo Birds at home constantly. Oh, I think they've turned. But he can't trot out Trubisky. And he will. That that would be if all year long we do not address the quarterback situation and Nagy and Pace just put verbiage to it. Do you see a situation where next year we start off like we did this year and Pace actually has the cojones and fires Nagy midseason? No. No, that won't happen. Ooh, I disagree. No, I Guess whose contract's up in two years? I see. I I could see us moving into next year, and at the end of the year, pace. Didn't Nagy only get a three-year contract, or did he get a four? I think he got a four. Okay, but I'm I'm not sure on that. But I could see the the nightmare scenario. Every Bear fan knows this is that things we 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 like we're like the proverbial ostrich that sticks our head in the sand, and we pretend that we really don't have any problems and that it was just a matter of rhythm, lack of rhythm, lack of timing. We've got all the talent in the world and it's just a matter of working together. That BS will sink us. Yeah. And I agree. I think though that we need to, Hmm. I want to say get, a new offensive coordinator, but I don't think that'll help. It just comes down to if we do get quarterback competition, he can be biased on Mitch, and I, I almost feel like he is just going to ride or die with Mitch. And I, Okay, here's my dream scenario. Okay, Pace gets fired, Nagy stays. We find a quarterback. That's easier said than done, but I feel like if you bring in a Marcus Mariota, I think you'll see a night and day difference. I think you'll see, and I know people don't like Mariota, but here's the thing with Mariota. He has legs. Yes, he's injury prone, but so's our quarterback, guys. Trubisky has not played a full season yet, okay? He is horrible. He is just horrible. He couldn't even throw for 20 TDs in a single season in the NFL where it is now catered to passing. My dream scenario is Pace goes, Nagy grows cojones, benches Trubisky, moves on, realizes how dynamic of an offense he can be and have and just goes for it. I feel what he's doing is the difference between last year and this year is Last year, he refused to use Jordan. This is where Nagy's flaws come into play. Last year, he refused to run Jordan Howard out of any kind of eye formation or single back. He felt like he was a shotgun runner in between on the outside of the tackles. Not the case. Okay, Howard, you had for a he was a he was a bundle. He was a deal. He's a steal. 
You know, he's on sale on Black Friday. That's the kind of bargain we had on him. Yeah, what was one of the lowest. He represented, when we let go of him, he represented 2% of our total cap space. 2%. Yeah. A pro bowler that we let go. And and you know what? I don't want to all say that that's completely on Nagy. I would honestly like to know, hey, did Pace just pull the trigger without you knowing? Or were you consulted? But they keep such a tight-lipped, in-house no nonsense approach which is kind of nice but it's also kind of annoying so you, you this back to Nagy's flaw so you run this spread creative style offense with a quarterback who can't produce then you slowly start to realize your quarterback is not good you continue to deny it you continue to say you know this isn't going to happen. Nothing, you know. You continue just to deny. So then you install, by you continually deny publicly, you then put in an offense that is catered to a power running game with a running back who's a rookie who is not suited for, one, the pressure, and two, I don't think he's that good. I think he was overhyped. And I, I don't care. I think Howard fit that system that we ran towards the end of the year better. No one wants to tackle Howard. I don't understand what we're doing. Where if we think we're... Um, what, I understand what Pace is trying to do. Pace, Ryan Pace is trying to get a mold of... I want cheap players. I want rookies and we'll win that way. We'll keep a revolving door of players like the Patriots... Guys, the Patriots are the Patriots, and they're a dynasty for a reason because we probably will never see it again in our lifetime. Quit trying to replicate and duplicate. Try to be yourselves, and we're not being ourselves. We are getting caught up and frustrated, but only saying all the right things. Well, I think a great example of that is look how frustrated we both are with the number of these little quick screens out to the sideline. I mean, has one of them worked all year long? No, but what is that too? Remember, you know what? It, and you, this is what scares the shit out of me, man. You know what it reminds me of when a Dominic Sue played in that Lions defense, and I will never forget this. And we had Matt Forte, and we could not run the ball very well. And Mark Trustman said, "Oh, we're gonna we got a game plan for that. Oh, we got you know." And he tried to say that little quick screen plays to get our quarterback confidence, and they, it was like running the ball. That's what scares me because a lot of Mark is in Nagy. Whether he wants to admit it or not, you need to pull the trigger, bud. You cannot go coach of the year, 8-8, eight and eight, and then continue to have this quarterback who everyone in the media is mocking there's a little kid that created a video that's absolutely hysterical that's been blowing up the internet where he starts off with, like, Brady, Breeze, and, like, he has another <laughs> wide receiver running around, and then it says Trubisky, and he just throws it at a tree, like, 20 yards away from the wide receiver. It, it is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, spend some time and go there, out there and look at that. There's a difference between people sitting here and going, well, he's resilient. Is Trubisky resilient or is he just stubborn? Because there's a big difference. He, you know what? He's neither. Trubisky just doesn't have it. No, I think he's stubborn. I think he thinks he's he, a starter. Oh, he may think he's a starter, but he has no football instinct. Zero. Nada. So last... Nil. La- none. Last game, we talked about this. He got pressure from the inside. He collapsed like... I get it. If Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, when they go down, you know why? They're older. They've been in the league a long time. They know how good they are. Rodgers, they'll just go down. They don't need to take that unnecessary hit. But what does Brees and Brady do? They step up in the pocket. And by stepping up into the pocket, they actually avoid the hit sometimes. And buy themselves a little bit more time for the throw. And sometimes it works. And sometimes sometimes it it doesn't. doesn't. What Trubisky continues to do has have zero pocket awareness. 
He will not step up. He will, he will not step in. He, he, he just collapses. He looks, and he tucks the ball immediately. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. He goes from a throwing motion to a running motion in a matter of seconds, and it is absolutely ridiculous. But it, it continues to fit with the rest of everything he does, Ty. Everything he does result, revolves around lack of awareness. He doesn't have a lack of awareness of his reads. Doesn't look at the first read. Well, he'll oftentimes, I take that back. He'll oftentimes look at his first read and that's the only read he looks at. And he doesn't look at his second and third read at all. That lack of awareness is not just a lack of awareness, of the pocket presence. It's a lack of awareness of football presence. Yeah. And it, like listen and i'm not trying to be super super hard on trubisky it just is what it is and i'll let you know right now and i've told you and i've already talked about this i am more disappointed in Nagy right now yeah i get that you know yeah and if people sit here and want to say that let's say let's say you do the um you play devil's advocate okay let's say you say well, what do you have in Chase? Well, well, who cares? It's sending a message. Chase knows he's not going to be a starter in the league. You know, good for him. He's like, hey, I'll just play backup. That's fine. He'll go through the motions. He gets that, okay? And that's fine. That makes sense. But it sends a message to your quarterback. Because right now, Trubisky is an only child who's put on a pedestal of wealth and fame and fortune because that's how they're treating him. He might not play like the number two overall pick, but he sure as shit acts like one. And by acting like one, he acts like he's untouchable. Yeah. He's, he says the right things. He does quarterback talk, but he hasn't shown shit. How many seasons do you give someone? Well, this is his third season, correct? Yeah, but okay. With one with Fox. How many did Alex Smith go through before they realized what they had? And then even then, he was okay. He still wasn't like the, I mean, Andy Reid. Look, you came from Andy Reid. People thought Alex Smith had the greatest season in Kansas City. Like he had his best career season. And you have this kid named Patrick Mahomes that no one heard of. And Nagy was there when this happened, and this is what makes me sick to my stomach. Andy Reid pulled the trigger. Andy Reid was criticized. What are you doing? Yeah. Idiot. Moron. Alex Smith had a career year. What could you be doing? But you know what? Here's, the, here's what Andy Reid knew that everyone else didn't know, is he watched this young kid and knew what he had in this young kid. And what he had was gold. And he pulled the trigger, though. Yes. There's no trigger being pulled. Yes, we don't have a Patrick Mahomes on the bench. But there needs to be a point where you send a message. Because you can't do it when these soft ways that he does it. Nagy is soft. Nagy is a player's coach. Nagy has no spine. That injury, that, 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 the hip injury, the phantom injury, that, come on. You, you don't get a hit pointer and then you're calling design Q, QB runs the next week. Yeah. That, That's I, what I I'm think, talking think, about where he's yeah, soft. I, I think we all knew that that was BS after. I mean, w- when you watched the sequencing of those events, it was quite clear in hindsight that there was really no big injury. That, that this, was, this was a person being pulled. This was Mitch being pulled. And that they needed some type of way to to show that oh he's still our quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And so they came up with the story. Well, either that or he's one of the quickest healers the NFL has he's ever not, seen. He's not. He's he's just not. That's just that's just facts. Uh, defensively, worried about keeping Andy Jackson. Ha ha, Clinton Dix is probably out the door. That was probably a one-and-done deal. Buster Screen needs to go. Jesus, he was a weak link this year. Everyone started watching more film, picked on him. 
Floyd loved Curtis's take. Wish we would have done it earlier because I don't know how much trade value he has now. He probably has more than because of his age. Yeah, I'll add, it, I'll add another name to that. Tolliver. Anytime Tolliver played. He's young, though. He he's was a young, rookie. He was young, and he's a rookie. Okay, but he I'll still, g- didn't, I'll, he I'll still g- didn't get picked on as much as screen. No, he did not, but I'll, I'll give you that. But at the same time, if you watch Tolliver, he makes more than his fair share of rookie mistakes out there. But that can be corrected. That can be coached. That can be worked with. That is not taking up salaries, kid. How about on? How about Buster Screen yep. was a free agent, man, and he was the most penalized and most picked on corner when he played for the Jets. So, to your point, though, of all everyone on the defense you have listed, we better find a way to keep Eddie Jackson. I agree. I, I will be. I will be so upset. But what about Hicks? What about uh, what about? Um, oh, you got to keep Akeem Hicks. I mean, uh, you got. I to. think you got to start looking for replacements. He, oh, he's Line, still very I, good. I know, but linemen deteriorate. We can't keep it up. We need to have a defensive line where our rotation is just as good. We need to have that, and I think it's I think it's very workable. I think it's it, it's not as hard as people think on the defensive line to find studs no. every now and then. I, I don't, we need to stop going. Our problem is we keep starting going with this lean, thin hybrid, okay? And we need to start going in a different direction. We need, okay, for instance, we need a body type more like Khalil. And I understand that's hard as hell to find and stuff like that. But just pass rushers like that, that have more of that body type, not so much speed, but power, kind of a mix instead of Floyd has all the speed and finesse, we can get him the power. No, that's not working. The Floyd experiment should be over. I think Danny Trevathan, and you brought this up, is on his way out. Yeah, I think we found a gem in Kwiatkowski. Oh yeah, I think we absolutely did. I, w- I want to s- just say before I forget, on the offensive side of the ball, Leno has to go, man. He is. Yeah. He he he's just a train wreck. Um, and I, I think I, I think what we do in the draft, I think we build our offensive line and prepare for a new quarterback. If you're going to do it that way, but I'm my my fear is. Nagy is forever tied to pace, and and oh, man, that's my fear too. They're gonna fire them both, man. They are gonna do it. And you know what? It's gonna be on the altar of Trubisky that they're both gonna be sacrificed. But you would not be surprised if they got fired. Like, do you think the only thing that's saving Nagy is the coach of the year? Yeah, I do. Then what's saving Ryan Pace? That's what's confusing to me. It's the finishes, the four. He has he's, he keeps finishing fourth. He finished one, and now he's finished three. What that 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 that's so much inconsistency after signing so many big names. Yeah, he, you know, he is a guy that I just don't get it. But there is a halo effect around that guy that continues to hang that shouldn't hang there. I mean, I get it when you become a young GM and you come from a winning franchise and you're supposed to be the up and coming guy. But listen, that halo effect, that good newness should have worn off of him a long time ago. But some reason he continues to hang on and hang on because his outcome on the field is not the same hype as his persona. On a scale from one to 10, where, where are you at crisis mode? We are an innate man. With I, ten, with ten being full blown, I won't. I won't take crisis. your answer. I won't take your answer because that's cheap. So I'll just go eight point two. Okay. <laughs> All right. I I agree completely. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, if we're in California, we would not survive an eight point two. No, we would not. And I think that. I don't think other Bears fans don't. Not other Bears fans. I think Bears fans see it. I don't think people from the outside are looking in. Look how bad this is. 
You know what I feel like we are? What are we, Ty? I feel like we're a really well-designed car, and we look really, really good. And we look good going down the road to other people. But as soon as those people get in the car and they realize that there's only a couple nuts and bolts holding this thing together, and at any given minute, if we hit speeds over 60 miles an hour, we might all just fall apart. And that's what I feel like the Chicago Bears are. If people do not pay attention, they're like, well, they're just a quarterback away. But we're not. We don't have a tight end. We don't have an off we have an offensive line that needs rebolstered. We have a I like I said, wide receivers not so much of a concern. We have a fading defense. Yes, we have a defense, but man, Eddie Jackson's gonna want pain. Oh, and it's gonna yeah. cost money. And my fear, my, 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 my big fear is Pace won't do it. Because we have learned one thing about Mr. Ryan Pace. He likes to negotiate in the most Ass backwards ways imaginable. When Kyle Fuller, Fuller, excuse me, when his contract came up, Pace did not want to pull the trigger on Fuller. Pace said, "No, let him go." But then all of a sudden, the Vikings are the Vikings. The Packers came a calling. So what did Pace do? Oh shit! I better not only match that. I'll up it a little bit, and he resigned with us. Well, here's the deal. That's that's ridiculous. Right, Ryan Pace is under this belief that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Question. If that happens with an AFC team, does he let Fuller go? I think he does. Yeah. He I might. think he, I think he was like, ooh, a division opponent. Because the only thing we got really over on the Packers was Amos. I don't think Amos was that good. I think our defense made him that good. And I think Pace kind of knows that. And I think Pace tries to get away with bullshit players like Buster Screen when instead of trying not to bolster and make stronger, I wish Clinton, haha, Clint Dix would have got signed to a longer deal. I hope we re sign him again. I don't think we will. I've, I'm, well, I'm worried. I'm worried we're falling apart yeah, before our I'm, eyes because we yeah. wasted a pick on Trubisky. Then it just all comes down to him. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, you know, it's the quarterback, no matter what you say, the quarterback is the center of your team. And when that center is good, other things are good. When that center is bad, um, the, the core of your team is just bad. And uh, it may sound trite. It may sound simple, but it's true. I'm just worried. I, I feel like this is not a good place. I'm disappointed. Man, that was such an eye opener, man. I've never seen think I mean think about what just happened. We had a team who's been playing for 16 weeks walk into Minneapolis, Minnesota. And to basically play a preseason game against a bunch of guys who have just been practicing and been on special teams and that have just been taking one week to study the Bears on film and and those Bears they played had played in in 16 real NFL games together this year. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't their first time they played together. Nope. And we got one offensive touchdown. And I must say it wasn't a throwing touchdown. Had nothing really to do with Trubitsky. Our whole offense fucking blew. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it had nothing. There, I, hey, listen, that first half, it was a kicker's paradise. No, but we can't just keep saying like... Like, I don't understand the direction in which we went in this game. Sometimes Trubisky wants to use his legs. Other times I feel like he's told not to, to see, hey, throw down the field. I get all that. I get the testing. But when someone fails the goddamn test, yank his ass. And that is the frustrating part. He was disguised that whole damn game. And then when they told him to throw downfield and he threw it downfield, he didn't get the job done. So what are you trying to do, Nagy? This is what pisses me off about Nagy. I am so confused. What are you doing as a head coach in this league? You have changed away your game plan completely. You have thrown away. It's like you got the job for 
taking risks, being you, coming up with creative play calling, and then it's like someone sat you in a room and said, that's not how we do things here. And you said, oh, let me just go back to the dumbass coaches playbook 101 where I just say, oh, I don't have a quarterback. I'll defend him till the very end. I'll run the ball like crazy, and I'll have him check down and be okay with it. When in actuality... I'm eating. I'm being eaten alive on the inside. Yeah, I, I I can't argue any of that, Ty. I just what is he thinking, man? Because he came out. He Trubisky was either told. I, that's what I want to know. Was he told not to run? Was he told? To me, it looked like he was told not to run and try to work with his arm, and it didn't work. Then in the second half, you could clearly see that Daggy was not happy, so he disguises everything by running the ball. Which didn't work. So what is it? What are you doing? And then you come out and you're happy with the win? What? Where is the press? Where is the media? There's only a certain amount. Like, I get being respectful, but I also don't get you cooking me dinner and it's a pile of steaming shit and you say it's a, it's a steak. No, that shit, I can smell it. It smells horrible. You've been doing it for 16 weeks. And you're telling me that it's a New York strip, medium rare. No, it is shit on a plate. Stop. I can't take this anymore. I think I think you just summarized our season quite well. Shit on a plate. Just be honest with the fans. He owes that to us. Does he not? Yes, he does. What if you had to guess what what's coaching school? You know how they do the coaching trees. What Mm. tree would you guess he came out of? Wow, you know what? Um, (laughs) He really looks to me like he came out of the more conservative West Coach West Coach West Coast tree of. Oh, San Francisco 49ers coach. Um, why can't I? Kyle Shanahan? No, no, no. The the coach before the, in the seventies. Uh, no, uh, he, that, well. Yeah, because there was a, yeah, if you look at. Oh my at, God, what look, is his name? Yeah, I can't. Walsh. Walsh. Actually, if you look at, at a lot of how he, where he puts his men on the field, oh. it looks very Walsh-like. A lot of people were yelling at us, by the way. Why? Why is that? You could just hear them like, "Oh yeah, like who you guys is can't." That? Oh yeah, you guys can't remember who that is. Well, uh, we're sorry. It, I it's, just it's, we're traumatized, man. We've got post traumatic bears disorder. So, I just don't understand. I guess I would. I would. I, I think he comes from the. There's something that happens to a coach when he's in this league for too long. Remember Ron Rivera? They called him uh, Riverboat Ron because he mm-hmm. was a gambler. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? He lost it all because he got conservative, conservative and complacent. And that kills you. You have to be more ballsy. The only coach that actually lives by that more is Andy Reid and Sean Payton. And God, he came from the Andy Reid tree. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. coach anything like Andy Reid. Yeah. No. And it is the most frustrating thing ever. It's like the same time. It's like right now I'm looking at the TV. It's the same stupid shit. Okay. The NFL does. Why does everyone want a piece of Josh McDaniels? No one comes out of the Belichick tree of coaching except Bill Belichick. He's just that damn good of a coach. I don't think Josh McDaniels is doing jack shit. Do we not remember what happened in Denver? Oh, he was a disaster. Okay, he traded everyone. Unfortunately, he gave us still one of our best quarterbacks that we've ever had in Jay Cutler. That is sad. We're longing for these days. Come on. Why is it that it's like... And there's no bad boy of the NFL in the aspect of, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be ballsy. I'm going to do this. Even Doug Peterson has now taken a step back. Doug, buddy, 
Do you not realize how you won the Super Bowl? You go for it on fourth down. You know what really kills me is where in the wide world of sports is it that says, hey, you can't have fun on a final game that's meaningless and pointless. You can't just go for it on fourth down. Does it really matter if you go for it on fourth and down at your one your own one-yard line and you don't get the ball, but you don't get the 10 yards you need? What's the worst that happens? That team grabs the ball and scores a meaningless touchdown against you that's meaningless and has no impact on your season whatsoever? Or is it to tell your guys, hey, go out there and we're going to have fun? I would have liked to see Pat O'Donnell throw a few passes. Why not? We're losing the fun aspect. But Nagy wants to continue to act like we're having fun with his upbeat, positive attitude. The game meant nothing, and he treated it like we were going to the playoffs and we had to win this game. Well said. But why? Why do you think that is? Is there something? Are we not invited to the meetings? How to be a boring-ass head coach? Are we not invited to these? I think what happens to some of these coaches is when they have such a really great first year, the reason they have such a great first year is they came in and they were relaxed. They were themselves. They knew who they were and they trusted, they trusted themselves. I think what happens in the NFL, when you get an off season after your first year, you can overthink who you are and you can begin to believe that you're someone who you are not. And as soon as you do that, you risk getting into trouble. And I think Nagy might have fallen into that. I call it the NFL pattern, where you you, you yeah, try yeah. to you try to fit yourself into the coaching pattern, the mold, the mold, like the mold yeah, as as opposed to really being who you are. Is it's only a matter of time before every coach goes? Mm, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> we're, uh, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati. That's what's going to happen. I mean, it's ridiculous. And for Nagy to sit here and say nothing's changed before we would have offensive linemen lining up for passes. Santa Slay. We had offensive linemen in the backfield getting handoffs. He was having fun. You went 12 and 4. You're now 8 and 8 because you changed everything. And by the way, if you really want to do some comparison, Look at when Trubisky does roll out of the pocket and throw versus when he stays in the pocket and throw. I'm not saying it's a great disparity or discrepancy, but he is a bit more accurate when they have him do those designed rollouts and throw. And we did a lot more of that last year than this year. I'm just tired of the smoke yeah. being blown up our ass. Yeah. It's all we, it is. We have there's there's trouble in River City. And we've got to uh, acknowledge it. And if we don't, we are both on the same page that if we just close our eyes, blind ourselves to the realities of what's happening in front of us, we will continue to get what we've always gotten. And that mm-hmm. is some yeah. really poor play. Why is it that we can't find a quarterback? <sighs> I don't know. You know, in a hundred years, we found one hall of fame quarterback. Nothing against Jim McMahon, who led us to the 85 um, Super Bowl. I watched that game, watched that season, loved it. Nothing against Jay Cutler. Well, yeah, I have a lot against Jay Cutler. I'm sorry. I just lied. I just lied. I have a lot against Jay Cutler. I think we should have never paid him $100 million to shrug his shoulders and not do a whole lot uh, and roll his eyes. But um, he, he did have a few good games. But you know what I mean? I think one of the, I don't know. You know, I don't believe in curses. You know me. I mean, I'm not a big curse guy, but after a hundred years and we found really one Hall of Fame quarterback, you you would almost begin to think the universe wasn't lined up with us or, or, or that something was, was just, how can you be this bad this consistently in picking a quarterback? I don't, I don't know. Really? I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm speechless. I mean, is it the scouting department? What's going on? I don't know. I think that's, you know, when Bears fans get to heaven, that's like the second question they ask. Hey, what could we get a quarterback? Like, what I do just, you think St. Peter says? 
I also I also don't think we're ag- more, we're not aggressive enough in the f- free market industry, like the free agencies. Yes, we've stayed away from some bad ones, but how is it that you know the bad ones are going to be bad? We all knew Joe Flat. Well, I'm not saying say we all knew, but I'm going to toot my own horn. I said don't pay him. Just because he won a Super Bowl, don't pay someone. Tom Brady never, ever, ever, ever got that kind of money. That's how they continued to win. They want to say they replicate the Patriots. All they do is replicate is by moving players in and out. But contract-wise, no, they don't replicate shit. Okay, so someone needs to find... They need to... They need to take a step back. They need to get out of the office every now and then. I honestly think coaching in the NFL, I think they coach too much. I think they look at too much film. You don't need to be putting in 60-hour work weeks or 80 or whatever the hell you're doing. Just chill and relax because as fans, the majority of us can see decisions that you are making that is wrong. That are wrong decisions. Grabbing Trubisky was a dumb, dumb, dumb decision. Why? Why? Because to me, Pace is a disorganized GM. Why you would give one quarterback $21 million to be the future of your franchise, and then quickly before he even takes a snap under center, you have the number three pick overall, and you move up and you give so much away. For the number two. So I'm going to ask you a a question. When when you were in school and you were doing a math problem and you started that math problem out wrong, were you better proceeding and trying to do it over and over and over again? Or were you better off as soon as you found out you were doing the math problem wrong, turning around and correcting your mistake? Turn around and correct my mistake. Absolutely. That is what we're missing. We continue to try to fix the unfixable instead of turning around, admitting that we're going in the wrong direction. We need to be like that math problem where we realize, oops, we're going to go forever down this track and we're not going to fix it. We've got to turn this boat around, turn this train around, and we got to go the opposite direction. That's when you really win. When you get back on the right but like, track. But like we used the NFL board. Remember that? That's yeah. what we used to hire pace. Yeah, I remember that. And they said, oh, it's supposed to be there to help make things more. Um, what'd they say? Make things more. Um, Was it? How did they work? More fair. More yeah. fair throughout the league. Yeah. More to hire the right and to, fair. To hire the right people to do the job. Well, guess what? He can't do the job. So, so until Pace is fired, we will not be a good organization. Agreed. I mean, I don't know. It's that simple, and it's all on him. He has made some bonehead errors. You know what? The fish stinks from the head down, and Pace is the head. You know what he's like? He's like a chef that can create a hell of an appetizer. But then the main course comes out, and you're like, what the hell happened? There's there's no way the same guy cooked this. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Because the appetizer was Mac. He thought he had you with the missing piece with Trubisky. He didn't. He had no one fooled. He makes you forget about stupid draft picks, stupid decisions. He makes you forget all about Kevin White and signing Mike Glennon to to millions of dollars signing an injury prone who I happen to like, but let's just call for what it is signing an injury prone Kyle long to a big contract. Don't forget Trey Burton. My God, I've never seen a third string tight end get paid that much. Why were they so eager? Okay. You can have them. Yeah. Like they didn't even hesitate. They didn't even match. They had a, the Eagles had an ability to match that offer. And they're like, Oh no. Yeah. Well, of course. And people can sit there and say all they want. Oh, well they got Zach Ertz. Well, if, well, hold on now. Now you have trade value. They knew what they had in Trey, which was nothing. Guy has been injured like crazy. And then when he is in there, he's horrible. Yep. 
So that sums up our season. I mean, it's just a giant shit show. That that, that I, I'm just upset about the whole thing in general, and that's probably why we ran a little long, and it turned into quite the bitch fest. But hey, it's what this thing's here for. I understand that some people probably don't want to listen to this. Well, I really don't care because I don't want to watch my bears suck anymore. But you know what? I do because I'm a fan. And yeah, it sucks. Yep. When you care, you care and you can't hide it. I mean, it's not going to ruin my whole year. It's not going to, but it's also not going to make my day. So it is what it is. And you can't go anywhere from that. Do you have anything else to say before we get out of here? Nope. I think we covered it, buddy. Uh, stay tuned. This is not our last show. It is our last show of the year. However, um, like I said, if you want to set up a time where we can call you, where we can do maybe a short 20, 30 minute, well, that's not really short, but however long you want to go, we can go, uh, we can do an extra long episode at the end of the year, maybe even chop them up and turn them into episodes weekly. We don't know how we're doing it. We're basically just winging it. But what I'm trying to say is if you have a time that you want us to call, leave a message, call our number. Our number is on all our social media platforms. We're mostly found on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, We have an email at the bottom of this. That's another way to contact us on whatever you're listening to. But I think in a couple weeks we'll get more stats We'll get stuff rounded up. We'll get together. We'll have the phone lines open, and uh, we'll do our end of the year show. A wrap-up. We'll try to be a little more positive. We'll try to see where it's going, but as you've probably heard from this episode, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, there, you know. So we'll try to find the good, though. We'll try to find the good. That's all we can do. All we can do, buddy. So... Uh, yeah, make sure, stay tuned. We'll probably be back in two weeks. We'll do a Saturday episode. Uh, we'll probably come on later in the afternoon. We do have some people who are on the West Coast, and I know that the time difference is, what. Well, let's just call it what it is. It's a bitch, you know. It's early for you guys. It's late for us. So we'll drink the coffee. We'll get going, you know, and we'll do an end-of-the-season wrap-up show and that'll be it and then we can uh you know if any if any big news breaks in the off season we'll be back but if not we'll just continue to hope and pray for the bears and that something changes <laughs> yeah prayer may be our number one tool that's all we got yeah but remember it's always a good time when you bear down, bear down.